Hale Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. W. T. L. It's a big, hairy American winning machine. You ain't first, you're last. W. T. L. All right, nice, huh? Got a talk show here, talk show with my mic. I got everything. W. T. L. He does his workout and performance. Get it to 85% weekend. You're a mute. W. T. L. Brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. And welcome to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Gibran. Ah, uh, <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yep, we're oh, back. Man. The season is upon yeah, us. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Football is here. We got some preseason <laughs> NFL yes. games that we're going to smash here tonight. Yep. And we're going to talk some UFC fight night, right? Of course, got have to. to. Got to get there. <laughs> uh, and then let's talk some Rookie of the Year, MVP, yep. maybe some Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, a little prop stuff for there the NFL. The season is upon us, just like you said, and this preseason football gets me shaking, man. This stuff is awesome. Uh, this preseason stuff is wild. I love it. <laughs> like, uh, I love it. Uh, awesome is one way to put it. Um, but, man, you're you're trying to project who's going to be playing, who's exactly. not going to be playing. We're going to get into it. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to start with a, a local team here. Yeah. You know, uh, Bears versus Chiefs, 12 o'clock kickoff on the NFL Network. Yeah. Now, this might be a surprise to a lot of folks out there. Chicago's <laughs> favored, three and a half. Surprise to me, for sure. Nah, uh, <laughs> come on. I'm just kind of throwing some shade at Andy here, the Bears fan. Uh, like you said, yeah, the Bears uh, have the line at three and a half, a minus one ten bet. The money line for them is at minus one uh, one sixty five. But what I'm looking at, Andy, a little bit at this game, if I'm looking at anything at all, uh, that over under is sitting at thirty five points. I just think yeah. that is a lot of points for a preseason game, yeah. uh, especially you know I I don't believe the Bears are going to project a lot of offense in this game, no. and with with that being said, I don't understand why they're favored if... Uh, <laughs> well, I, there's a few things going on here. Yeah. Uh, Fields is going to play a lot. Right. Okay, so you got your starting quarterback that's in there. You want to give him some confidence, so you're going to let him play a few extra series. Uh, I will say that the Bears camp doesn't look good right now. They just had the, another receiver go down to injury, David Moore. So yep. now you have Moore, Pringle, Pettis, and the rookie uh, Jones Jr., yeah, all out with all injury. Out. All the receivers are out with injury right now. This yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, Ryan Pools, the GM, is trying to you know mop things up with the Roquan Smith. Yeah, um, re- he wants out. <laughs> They're not giving me any respect. And then the GM's coming out. Yeah, we did. We gave him respect. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's what the a, last thing you want to hear. What a dumpster fire. Um, but <laughs> the, yeah, the way that I'm looking at this, Andy, is that the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they are the proven winner here, obviously, but they got a lot of new pieces that they have to try out here in this preseason. Yeah. Uh, they got a brand-new receiving core. It's brand spanking new, but all except for, except for they're Travis veterans. Kelsey. Except for Travis Kelsey. They're all new. It's Juju Smith, it's MVS, and their uh, rookie Sky Moore all have to figure out this repertoire with yeah. Mahomes. So I think they'll leave him in there for at least probably two, maybe three series, and that could be enough to shut the Bears down. Well, outscore them at least. Exactly. I don't think that's going to be too hard. Uh, but I will say, uh, you flip over and look at the Chiefs camp, and there's no news. Yeah. I mean, it's all good competition on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Oh, and we're getting healthy. The yep. opposite. Uh, Rashid <laughs> um, Fenton, that cornerback, yep. he's back. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, late signee. For sure. Um, they're in, integrating him more, so he's playing a lot more, yep. doing some good things. Uh, and I, that's exactly how I would want my camp to be. Yeah. Quiet. You were you know, exactly like, no Nothing's drama, no drama. There so, hasn't been drama since Hill left, and that's kind of the way it should be. 
And I, that's where I feel like the Chiefs, they know who they are. They know what they are. So exactly. they're, they're going to pull all those guys. And Juju Smith, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, MVS knows. Yeah, They know. Uh, so I, I do. I kind of like this line with Chicago. <laughs> this might be the only time. You're, you're going to pick I'm gonna the, take Bears. the Bears. I'm going to get it in early. Go with that. Ride that three and a half <laughs> Chicago. Don't move it on me, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can jump on board with you, but I'd be looking at that under. If anything, I'm going to bet on this one. So The, the under sounds pretty good as well. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Let's move out west, sucker. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, they're taking their Boo. little show to Denver. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the nightcap Saturday night Yeah, uh, on the NFL Network, 8 o'clock kickoff. Denver has it at three and a half. Yeah. They're the favorites. Well, this is the— Or three. This, I, it goes back and forth. Yeah, for sure. This is the, uh, the dawning of a new era in Denver. It's the first time that you're going to uh-huh. see Mr. Russell Wilson in orange. Uh— I, I, I like it at a minus three right now for, for Denver. Uh, really? Li- like you said, with the Cowboys know. coming to town, I do, they're not going to play Dak. They're not going to play Zeke. They're probably probably not even going to play CD. These guys are so injury-prone yeah, yeah. that they pretty much don't even play in the preseason. That's why I like this Denver. Trying to, you know, probably giving Russell at least a couple series. And then, you know, they have a lot of young yeah, players. on the, get them in there. They have a lot of young players on the offensive side of the ball that need reps as well. So I really like the Denver minus three here. And if you're too scared of that, go with the minus 150 at the money line. I really like that as well. Okay. All right. Well, what do you make of this uh, kind of an oddball deal? You don't see it as much as you used to. There's yeah. a, they're having a joint practice. Right. Cowboys, Broncos, so they're going <laughs> to kind of have like a feeling out For sure. session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all padded up, but no tackle. Or you know what, what, how that well, goes. just fights break out. That's about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody's big time, big time, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, there is a one injury here that I think is going to help out the Denver Broncos, and that's Will Greyer, mm-hmm. who's in a competition right now for that two spot with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. Yeah. Now they're going back and forth. He's out with a groin injury. Yeah. So now you're you're getting less snaps, zero snaps for Dak, right? Because he, if he does, he's gonna he's gonna take one series, one, maybe, maybe one. Series, and they're gonna right? probably be running plays, and that's mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, because you you can't. I mean, he gets hurt all the freaking time. You cannot and lose you, him, you and just, he is their lifeblood this year. If he, he doesn't really play, really they is. don't make it. So that, then it all comes down to Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, right? Yep. And and the and there's no. Uh, anybody nipping at his heels with Will Geyer being out. Exactly. You know, and that's what all projections are showing, that he's probably not going to play. Um, so I like <laughs> the fact that Denver is going to probably have Russell in there a little longer. Yep. Okay. Uh, and they are set at their backup quarterback, and they're getting healthy. I, I just – I like Denver too here. Yeah. And it's at home. They want to put on a show for their fans. Exactly. And, when, and they know. just – they have the better defense. They, mm-hmm. they do. And, you know, those guys play a lot more yeah. in the preseason. They're trying to get, you know, yeah. game reps, get up to speed. And So I, I like the Denver – Defense ones playing against the Cowboy twos. I, I I'll take yeah, that yeah. matchup any yeah. day, and especially when it's such a small line at minus three at home for right, Denver. Right, right. Uh, I I really like it. And they're gonna want to put on, like I said, put it on a show. Uh, Melvin Gordon the third though he is hurt. He yep. set out uh, last couple practices with a foot injury. We'll see how that goes. Um, but you do have a true competition here between Josh Johnson and Brett Rippon. Yep, <laughs> that's a familiar name. Yep. Um, Rippon right now is listed at. They just came out with an unofficial right. depth chart. He's the third quarterback, <laughs> but that's that competition that I like. For sure. They're both are going to want to ball out, and you don't have that on the other side. So roll with the Broncos. That's what we're talking about. All yeah. right, now uh, we got a Sunday preseason Yeah, we game got our first on, Sunday football of the year. Who do we got? Who do we, we got We got here? the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Las Vegas. The Raiders. To take on the Raiders. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this is gonna be a fun one on Sunday. Like I said, everybody's gonna be tuning in. You know, getting yeah, back yeah. into that Sunday football feel. Another Sunday, our another NFL Network yeah. three three thirty three twenty five kickoff. Raiders are the favorites at three and a half. What do you think? Yeah, no, this is a tough one, Andy, because I re- <laughs> I really want to cheer for the Vikings here. Yeah, uh, but uh-huh. I really think the Raiders are. Uh, gonna try and you know come out you know have some fast pace uh, you know trying to put all these pieces together with Devontae in the new offense all that kind of stuff right so I really think that they're gonna try and jump out now maybe the Vikings have the better pieces on the backside of the game which I think they probably do with the with the younger players coming in and all that kind of stuff so uh-huh, uh-huh. I I really think the Raiders maybe jump out here 
to you know a seven ten point lead or whatever. But I do think the Vikings probably bring it back to that three and a half where that line is and cover. You think they're going to cover and so, but you could still have the Raiders winning by three, right? If this line stays at three and a half and, or more, and that's what I see on a lot of these preseason games. I think they're a lot closer. Priming you, it, yeah, that <laughs> they are, uh, and that you don't see a lot of blowouts. You don't see a lot of you know people running up scores and stuff just because it's it's more of a glorified practice than yeah, anything. Coach and coaches want to keep the young bucks the pressure situation on. Exactly. They want to see how they respond. Exactly. And so, and, yeah. and they do want them to score and all that kind of stuff obviously, but it's it's such a it's such a back and forth with these with these preseason games. I don't see this opening up more than a 3-point game. So I really like the Vikings at a plus 3 and a half. Well, there's a there's a few things to like here. New head coach, okay, Kevin O'Connell. Yep. Right? Um, one thing that does give me a little bit of pause is they're moving to a 3-4 defense. Yeah. First time the Vikings have had have installed a base 3-4 since 1985. <laughs> that's, that's So it's been a while. So yeah. th- I mean, it's kind of like a culture. They've always run the 4-3 there. Uh, one pickup, though, that sneaky, really good pickup, Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. Spent the first four seasons with the Giants. He was the middle. He was the cog of their 3-4 defense. He was the man there. I think that was – and he played his college ball at Alabama. Alabama. So, I mean, you know he's a stud. Yeah. And uh, kind of flew under the radar, but the Vikings absolutely needed a guy like that if they were going to move For sure. to this 3-4 defense. Offensively, I think they could be explosive this year. Oh, yeah. Really freaking Big good. Big time. And I think they're going to want to show that off a little bit here. Okay. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I, I think they're going to air it out, okay? Oh, yeah. And you know Sean Mannion, the backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He can air it out. He can too. air it out. Okay. But, yeah, even the guy behind him and Kellen Mond, yeah. he wants to put his imprint on the mm-hmm. game. He's, you know, a higher draft pick than most. Uh, and he really wants to get in there and show what he's made of, too. He wants that second position just as much right. as Sean Mannion does. Right. So, like you said, if they if they can, you know, get a few uh, – they can get a few, uh, you know, reps in there with Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne and, and – People like that, they can really uh, probably put up some points. Even Albert Wilson, he's down on the uh, you know depth chart for the Vikings, but he's uh-huh. a really fast guy. So um, <laughs> fast guy, yeah. And uh, Johnson as well, Bisbee Johnson. So they got some really you know talented wide receivers here, and you know I think they're going to stay in this game if not win it. So all that being said, you're completely wrong. <laughs> okay, the Raiders are going to run away with this one. They oh, want to put on a show. Here we go. Okay, they have a new coach too, Josh McDaniels. Yep. And they had an even more impressive offseason with the waiver wire, picking up Josh or Josh McDaniels picking up Jarrett Stinton, right? Yes. The kid that he drafted yep. in New England. Yep. Had him for the last four years. Okay, and then yeah. you watched the Hall of Fame game last I did. Thursday. I did. Team high, 96 yards passing. Yep. Had that highlight 12-yard touchdown run. He shared did. the wheels. And Chris Collinsworth couldn't help himself even during the broadcast said, well, he's the only guy that fully knows this offense on the roster right now. Here's a guy that knows the Here's offense. Here's, Here's the guy, guy Al. You, know, you better – I like Chris, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying he has a – Here's a guy. He, he says Here's that about guy. a million times. Oh, but. I know. So well, I say stuff too, <laughs> but no, yeah, you're no you're absolutely it. right with Jared Stidham. He, he's d- definitely the better backup quarterback in the game, uh, and they have a proven, you know, not a proven starter, but a guy that started multiple games yeah, for yeah, the yeah. 49ers, uh, Nick Mullins, even behind yeah, him. So yeah. y- you're probably you know not too far off on this, and they obviously have Demarcus Robinson, the speedster from Kansas City, as a uh, underlying uh, receiver here. So there's a couple explos- uh, explosive offense is here. I guess we'll see uh, who comes out on top. I just think that the Raiders are going to probably leave their second stringers in there a little bit longer. They're a little bit more acclimated. They've already played a game, yeah. and they're at home. They want to put on a show in Las Vegas. That's what Las, Las Vegas was built it, to put on a show. It's a show. Yeah, it's a show. It is a show. Like They don't <laughs> lose the entertainment uh, aspect of it at all. I think the Vikings will put up a good fight. I think it'll be a good game, but I do see the Raiders covering all right. that. Three and a half. Okay. What do you think about that? I I mean I, I can't I, I mean we're, we we are heading to Minneapolis next week with our father to watch the Minnesota Vikings play. So I might be dipping into that uh, charisma a little bit, but I do like them to cover. I don't think this game's going to outstretch a three point 
uh, victory for the Raiders. What's the over-under? What's your book have it at? 34. Right 34, and you like that? I mean, if you had to do it, you'd probably go with the over. I would. You would go with the, I, w- I would, too, there at that spot cause for all the reasons we just talked exactly. about. Exactly. I think we have a couple pro- prolific offenses. Yeah. They're going to want to air it out. I really like everything you're hearing from Kevin McConnell up in Minnesota. For sure. Positive. Yeah. Kurt Cousins loves the guy. He's listening to him. Yeah. He's got the weapons. I think Thielen, Adam Thielen's going to have a bounce back here. <laughs> well, let, let's yeah, a Thielen. bounce back here. Like a bounce back I year mean, for yeah. this guy is you know he's so underrated. Just because Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in the league doesn't mm-hmm. mean that Adam Thielen's taking a back seat. He's still going to get his touchdowns. He's still going to get his uh, chunk plays. So yeah, yeah. and he's a guy that doesn't need the spotlight to right. really you know be open all the time for Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson is a different animal, obviously, but right. you always need that second receiver. He, it's the same thing that he was doing with Stefan Diggs three yeah. or four years ago. Yeah. He's been in this position. He knows how to do it, and what he sees is touchdowns most of the time. Nothing wrong with seven catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, right. like he, he is, he's just like satisfied with yeah, that, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like ending the year with you know, 12, 13 touchdowns is a down year. I, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> Pretty good down year for your second or third receiver. Yes. <laughs> so one bet that I want to throw in here, Andy, and okay. I know okay. that somebody's right. going to call me out here, okay. but it's one that I really thought uh, they had wrong right away is the Panthers versus the Commanders is at a pick. Ah. Is at a pick'em game <laughs> oh, right man. now. It's here at a pick'em game. It is in Washington, but the Panthers are coming out to ball this uh, Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, it's brand new, brand new Baker, brand new. Uh, you know that they're trying to play this is off. Baker, the starter. That's not what I'm. That's, I'm... That, that's what I'm saying. Is they're trying to play this off. Uh oh, we're up against we're, it. Here. Yeah, we're up against it. Okay, okay. So no, finish this point. Yeah. though. I'm I'm intrigued. So what I'm saying is that, that they're trying to say that this uh, there's quarterback drama in Carolina when there's obviously not. Mm-hmm. Baker's the starter, but obviously Sam Darnold wants to come out and show what he's got. Baker's going to get a couple, uh-huh. you know, uh, series to show what he's got. So I think they're going to lay it on. On the commanders a little bit here, and it's out of sure. it's out of pick'em game right now, and I I just don't believe in the commanders, so not against my Panthers. Lock it up, <laughs> lock it up. <laughs> that's a what? That's a big one right there, boys. All right, let's take a quick minute here to recognize one of our fabulous partners, Play Action Pools. Play Action has launched as the newest sports pool hosting platform, and is your new spot for all your football contest needs. Play today at PlayActionPools.com. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Classic. Joined by Gibran. Ah, uh, this is Where's the Line? Yeah. The Parlay Pounder. <laughs> Got to get into the yeah, UFC Yeah, we got to get into the UFC. If we're going to start making some parlays, got to get in the UFC. There we go. <laughs> Fight night, Saturday, yeah, August 13th in San Diego. Yep. Just like you said, yeah, the Octagon travels to sunny San Diego. There we go. The card features a number of exciting matchups, including two natives from California, Marlon Vera and San Diego's own Dominique Cruz uh, for the main event. Main event. But we want to, you know, kind of... Weasel our way into this that. This is a really deep card. It's a really deep there's card. There's a lot of holdover fights yeah. from last week, you know, for whatever reasons. Yeah, exactly. So a, there's a lot of value if you really want to dive into this card yeah. here. Up and down it, you can find spots, and we're going to find some For right sure. Now. I got two fights here, and like you said, they're, they're prelim fights, they're early fights, yep, but yep. they're... They're fights that I really think that I have a pretty good nail on. Okay. The first one is Nina Nunez, uh, wife of Amanda Nunez, uh, UFC double champion that yep. we just talked about yep. last week, yep. versus Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, and this is Calvillo. this is just a really good fight. Uh, Ca- Calvillo, after a six and one start uh, in her UFC. You know UFC career. Uh-huh. Uh, you know there was talk about her being the new you know title challenger and everything. Sure, sure. She you know she's kind of in a low point right now. She, they kind of threw up against the wall against some of the best uh, flyweights in, in the division. Yeah. That kind of had her way with her. She has lost three. Uh, three straight, and uh, the last two being destructive knockouts to her. Hey. Uh, she needs a win bad to, you know, pretty much stay in the UFC at this point. Uh, desperate 
fighters, in my mind, can be very dangerous in fights like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, she's she's the dog here. I mean, if you're just looking at rankings, she's ranked 12th contender. Yeah. Nunez is number nine contender right it, now. Right. Like you're saying, uh, she is picked to win. She's at a minus 190 to win on my mm-hmm. book. Yep. Uh, I think it's different for some people, but uh, fortunately... Not that much. Yeah. I mean, not that much. Not that much. It's not, that, it's not crazy. That's what I'm saying. But fortunately, uh, Calvillo here, uh, she gets a foe that has only fought twice over the last three years. Oh, wow. Uh, add to the fact that those were both losses and that Nina Nunez is 36 years old at this point. And her overall record's 10-7. and seven. Like, Exactly. What am I scared of here? Yeah, exactly. It seems that you Her know wife can't come in the octagon, right? <laughs> no, she can't. No, she, no tag team. No stuff. tag team stuff. Okay. So it, it seems that Cynthia here uh, will be getting a major step down in competition from the likes of her pre- previous foes like Jessica Andre and uh, Caitlin Chudigan. Uh-huh. So I really think she takes this one out. My prediction is that she wins by unanimous decision. I think it probably goes all three rounds. Yeah. But I really think Calvillo right here at the minus one seventy or minus one ninety that most people are seeing on their books is a lock. I think that's why I'm bringing this prelim fight up. You know, a lot of people get like, hey, pick one of the bigger fights in the card or whatever. This is where I see a for sure winner, a for sure parlay piece for people at a very good value at that minus 170, minus 190. So, and I think it's going to move in a direction that people don't want it to go. I think she's going to be at a minus 200, 250 by the time this fight goes because... That's that's the way this line's moving. Exactly. So... Locking in right now, uh, Calvillo is going to win this fight. I think uh, I, I think it's going to go all the way, but it's going to be uni- a unanimous decision. It's going to be yeah. It's probably going all the way. Their average fight times are at twelve and thirteen minutes. Yeah, neither one wins a lot by KO or, or TKO. Right, and this all leans towards what you're saying. And you might have a nice little parlay pick there yeah. in your back pocket for a little later on. Another fight you were looking at. Osborne versus yep. Tyson Nam Nam yeah plus two hundred five right Osborne minus two forty five in mini books yeah um, oh boy the big favorite yeah he is the big favorite here Andy uh, like you said. Ode Osborne, the Jamaican sensation. Uh, great nickname. I, it's it's, it's really nickname. good. Uh, Osborne versus Nam has to be, I think, a contender for fight of the night on this card at UFC San Diego. The duo is a pair of exciting flyweight strikers, and for very different reasons. <laughs> Osborne is lightning quick and has a, a wide variety of attacks, uh-huh. while Nam is just one of those few guys at 125 that can knock your lights off. Uh, so, so, so Something's going to have to win here, Andy, and I'm going to go with the speed. I really think the speed in this versus power battle is going to win. Mm. However, it goes, fans, you're going to want to watch this. No matter what happens on this, no matter which way you're betting on this one, you're going to want to watch this. I think it's going to be fight of the night, but if I had to make a prediction on it, Andy, which is what we do. That's what we do. Osborne, by unanimous decision in this one, I think he's too fast. I yeah. don't think he gets, you know, I don't think Tyson Nam is going to be able to knock him out. So I really think I'm going with the speed on this one, Osborne by unanimous decision. Oh, uh, and I was about to let you have it. I'm like, if you're not picking Osborne, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is uh, something of note here. But Osborne's only 11 and 4, with yeah. one no contest, you know, kind of a goofy deal there. Uh, Nam, on the other hand, a lot more tread on the tires, 20 and 12 and 1 in right. his. And he's also, his last fight, the American, is coming off a loss. Yeah. Osborne's coming off a win. These are two fighters maybe going in different directions. They are. Both 5'7". Exactly. Both 126 pounds. Uh, should be a lot of fun, though. It should be. I mean, like I said. Uh, everything else looks pretty good Yeah, here. fight of the night, fight of the night. These both guys want to win. I just think Osborne's just a little bit faster, uh, and he's going to bring it home for me at that minus 280, uh, minus uh, 250, wherever you get him at. And this is another one that I think might creep up in a lesser value. So if you guys have it right now, definitely jump on it. And uh, where it's at, because it's gonna just keep climbing. I, I think, think it is Osborne. as well. Yeah, I mean so. that's that's kind of the 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 word I'm getting on the street is you, <laughs> no you know, doubt. You do a little bit of homework, and uh, yeah, that's where everyone's kind of <laughs> leaning there. So can't argue that whatsoever. So let's move on to let's right? do it to the main event. Main let's, let's, event. Let's get where everybody's talking about. At, at, like we said, as there are several other undercard fights that are you know very intriguing from a better's perspective. Yes. Let's cover the main event. Uh, geez, this is going to be a very good one. 
Uh, Five-round bantamweight bout between uh, Marlon Vera and Dominic Cruz. Vera, right now, at most books, is a minus-225 favorite. Yeah, big favorite. Yeah. I, I think I still I, got him at 240. Yeah. I yeah. can still get him at 240. Yeah. Uh, on some, you can still get him as low as 225. Some at 240. Uh, where's my book at right now? I'm going to check. He's at all the way up at 260 on my book. So yeah. uh, wherever you can get him at lower, definitely get him. I believe that, man, I think he's going to defeat Cruz here. Uh, Vera, Dominator. It, oh, that's your boy. It is my boy. And, you, you know, I have a lot of love for the, the old guys in the sport and uh, just – you know, people that have given their, you know, blood, sweat, and tears to this organization. He's a two-time champion. Uh, at age 36, he has certainly seen better days. We're talking Cruz here. Uh, uh-huh. But he is still one of the best fighters in the division, obviously. Having won his last two fights, Cruz is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> he also has some well-rounded skills. Excellent. However. Excellent record, 24-3. and three. Yeah. No, he is definitely He's a legend. He's one of the best bantamweights in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. However, one of his big flaws is he's he's been super inactive. Ever since joining the UFC in 2011, Cruz is just 7-2. and two. Mm. So having missed huge chunks of his career due to injuries, he is still very talented, and you yeah. can't count him out. You can't count him out in this fight. Both you, knees have, have been operated on. It, exactly. And what he's trying to do right here is make one last title run before he hangs it up. But this is a very tough matchup to come out of the gate with. Yeah, Cru- Cruz has looked good as of late, but... Vera has even looked even better. He is one of the best bantamweights in the world. He is coming off the biggest win of his career over Robert Font. At just 29, Vera is right in his athletic prime. Yep. He has won his last three fights in very impressive fashion and just keeps improving with every fight. His striking is on point. His ground gaming is even better. A lot of people are thinking that he might be able to actually submit uh, Dominic Cruz would just yeah. skyrocket his career through the roof. Uh, he has an impressive record, like you said, 13-6 and six in the UFC. He is closing in on a title shot. He, if he wins this, he is right on the doorstep. That's the speculation. They're going to the title. Exactly. You know, right? So... Uh, cr- you like Vera, but you don't like Vera. <laughs> yeah, I like Vera in this one. I have to go with Vera to win this one. Uh, the Ecuadorian. Yeah. Although I think it might be in decision uh, against Cruz since he is so tough to finish. Uh, I don't know. He yeah, is so tough to finish. And he does outweigh him by a lot, 150 to 136, 137. Yep. So he's got the pounds on him there, but he doesn't have the reach. He doesn't. Vera's got the reach on him there by a so couple inches. So he might be inches. able to keep him at bay a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And and you, you talked about two guys going in different directions. Vera sitting at number five. For sure. Uh, Cruz, the dominator, at number eight contender right now. Exactly. And a lot of people are saying... The winner of this is going to get a shot at the belt. Yep. And Vera is primed to get there, coming off a monster win, as you mentioned. Uh, and that's why this line, I think this line mimics what we're seeing with Osborne and Nam. For it's sure. It's going to keep going the other way. Yeah. Like I, the, 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 we've sh- already seen it. This this opened up at about a, 200, a minus 200. Yeah. On my book, it's already up to minus 260. I wouldn't be surprised if it's at minus 300. By the time this fight yeah. actually kicks off on Saturday, we might be seeing Vera at a minus 300. So if that does happen to you guys, if you're sitting there Saturday and you want to bet this fight, you got to look into some of those other, you know, those those other things that we always talk about is uh, will he win by decision? Will he win by submission? Will he win by knockout? You're going to have to look at those prop bets and see what you believe will happen. If anything is going to happen, I believe this thing goes to the distance and he wins by decision. But if you want to get a little bit squirrely with your money, Vera always has a chance to knock people out and submit them. So you can go either way with that. Uh, I'm not going to touch that. I'm taking them on the money line at minus 260 at this point right now. All right, and, and I mean, I, once again, I was going to call you out. Yeah, uh, I thought you were. I thought you were determined to take the dominator. Well, there. It's, it's bit me the last few weeks, Andy. So it taking, you know, I took Gustafson. He's, you know, one of my ride or die yeah. guys from way yeah. back in the day, and he didn't do it for me. And then I took, you know, a couple guys last week that I shouldn't uh, have took. So yeah, those old fighters, man. Like, there's a time. There is a time. There is a time when they cut it off. off. Got to hang them up. Yes, sir. All right, so. 
Mr. Parlay Ponder. Yeah. You got a parlay play <laughs> I for the do. Folks. I do. So it's pretty much just running back what we just said, Andy. We're uh, starting this thing off with Cynthia Calvillo at a minus 190 for the first piece of this parlay. Uh-huh. We got Ode Osborne at minus 280 to, for the second leg, and then we got Marlon Vera money line at minus 260. You're putting a unit on that, $100 to receive $186. Okay. All it's, right. it's not the best value parlay. But we think this is going to happen. We think this; these are the right outcomes of these fights. So I think I can hit three for three on this one and just the bank the 186. The, well, and what you're talking about here as far as value in your parlay pitch, yeah. these are heavy favorites. Okay. Yes. So that's why the payout isn't as high as if I'm mean, – you if, were putting plus – two of them were plus money last Exactly. Week. And those are you the know? parlays that you want to look at if, if you have – confidence in that. What I'm saying is these are my three most confident plays of the night on this card, and that's what I'm throwing my money on. All right, well, let's take a quick minute here to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company, boasting world-class in every glass. I've been enjoying the award-winning Cardinal Fine pale ale. What do yeah. you got going on over there? Yeah, I I'm sitting with the Taco Vesa Taco every Vesa. night. It is the best beer uh, that I know <laughs> of. Uh, so uh, I love it, and we're gonna keep sipping on it. All right, don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Jebron. Ah, uh, the parlay powder. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so we talked a little NFL preseason. No doubt. UFC. Yep. Let's get into some props, some player props, season-long props in the NFL. Yeah. Start off with Rookie of the Year. Okay. On offensive, the offensive, offensive side. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> uh, I got a couple plays here, Andy. A couple okay. guys kind of, a uh, couple guys kind of, uh, you know, scream out to me and have some really good value right here at the start of the year before you know we get into these preseason oh, games some plays. Okay. because that's when you're going to see these lines move a lot is when these rookies play in these preseason games and they can kind of snuff out who's going to be good and who's not right. going to be. Are they going to make a starting role? Yeah. Yeah, and like we said before, we got on air here. Uh, the 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 best odds right now in my book is Kenny Pickett at a plus seven hundred, and he is the backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We believe behind yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. That was word out of camp today. Yeah, it's Trubisky's job. Exactly. So uh, these odds makers obviously think Trubisky's going to fall on his face, kind of mm-hmm. like he did in Chicago. <laughs> Sorry for the barb there. That was after. Three or four years, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but I look down this list a little bit, and I like I like a couple of these guys. One that I really like, Andy, is Kenneth Walker the third guy out of Michigan State. So uh-huh. we got to watch him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about him. Uh, he's at a plus eleven hundred. He's uh, he's gonna be fighting for the number one running back position in the Seattle offense, and I think it's gonna be very run heavy this year without Russell Wilson. So I really like this guy. I think he's going to be pushing Rashad Penny for that number one. And you know that Seattle, they he's always... Good. He's a good back. They always run that two-back kind of system no matter yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. No matter if they do have a number, an overall number one back or, mm-hmm. you know, they always split carries. So uh, he has true home run speed. Uh, I really think he has a challenge to take over the starting role, though, at least by midseason. And if he does that, I think he has a very clear shot at the offensive MVP run. So that at a plus eleven hundred, I think that's very good value. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're you're sitting there putting a hundred dollars on him to win eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that play. Another one that's not as good a value that people are looking at is Brees Hall. Brees, he, he is the um, the draft pick for the New York Jets. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll have to hand some, you know, snaps over to Michael Carter, but I really think this is going to be his job at some point. What? He's the Iowa State product. Yeah, yeah. What, what does your book have him at right now? I have him at plus four hundred at my yeah, book. Me too. Yeah, I, I got him. At I, plus I think he opened up at a plus nine hundred, plus uh, plus a thousand on some uh-huh. books, and people were just smashing it, smashing yeah. it, smashing it. So it brought it down. So it brought it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 
it it looks like the Jets' offensive line is going to move in the right direction this year. Can't get worse. It can't get worse. I, I really think it's going to take a step forward. I don't know if that you know goes to wins or anything, but I really think Zach Wilson probably got his head on his shoulders a little bit better that <laughs> he can uh, that he can make this offense run a little bit interesting, a little note, bit better. Though, uh, they had like a family dinner, and none of the offensive linemen brought their mothers to the <laughs> dinner. I don't yeah. know what that's all about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on in the news that but, would yeah. go go along with that. But yeah, I'm definitely not letting our mom, you know, hang out with them. So uh, no, <laughs> Brees Hall. He's probably one of the number one overall, you know, yeah. candidates for this at plus four hundred. It's still, I think, pretty good. Uh, you know, a pretty good uh, a bet there, just because we think he's going to be the starting Jets running back. His rookie year. Uh, okay, and I'm going to give you who I like. Yeah. Who, who is my overall favorite right For now. For sure. That's Chris Olave. Uh, okay. Another Big Ten guy. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be showing that, you know, we watch more Big Ten than anything else. <laughs> Probably. Fans. I'd be curious to hear what, you know, an SEC type of show has to yeah. say. Because there's no way, that, like, their top ten picks of rookie of the year. I know just know it would all be Alabama, Texas A&M, <laughs> And here we are with you know, Walker the third and Olave. But Olave... I mean, they drafted him high in the first round. For sure. Right? The New Orleans Saints. Yep. they got to get a passing game going. This guy isn't afraid to catch a bubble screen and take it, you know, 60, 50, you know, what, of yards or whatever. And he's got the speed to do. You can use him. He's so versatile. And he's going to step into a position that he's going to be comfortable with. Yeah, no no doubt he's, about he's it. He's a stud. Like you said there, Jameis, he's just going to be airing this ball out all season. That's what he does. That's what they brought him there for. And with veterans like Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry kind of there to, you know, yeah, yeah. already take those those slots, you know, those those – they already have a role, yeah, and yeah. they need that third receiver, which is going to be Chris Olave. And we've already seen this with people like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. They yeah. come in at that third at that third wide receiver position, Opens and they're in, in, in their number one receiver by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a perfect spot for somebody to do that. Um, he's definitely a top five talent in the league for rookies. Obviously, he's he's probably the to I, me, I got him at plus six fifty right yeah, now. I think yep. that's pretty good. That's fair. That's probably where it belongs. And, and and that that's a that's that's one of those lines, Andy. That you know, a lot of these receivers that besides him are coming at at plus thirteen hundred, plus fifteen hundred. He yeah. came out at a plus thousand. He did, and, and it's it's just been batted down just because this guy has so much talent. Everybody's well, watching him at Ohio State, and he's uh you know number eleven overall in the draft. So. And the chatter out of camp has been crazy. Like even veteran cornerbacks are giving him props. Like, yeah, he yeah. beat me. And yeah. they have to say that because the tape don't lie. The tape don't you know? lie. And uh, the media was there. They filmed it. They they tweeted it out. You now Lave's already had a terrific camp, and for all the reasons you just said there, yeah. where he can just slide into that number three receiver role. For sure. You know, not face too many double teams. Yeah. Get over the top, you know, and by the end of the season, he's the number one receiver yeah. after he's already got all the yardage and touchdowns racked up. Really like Alave there for my rookie of the year. For sure. Yeah. I want to talk about one more guy, Andy. Uh, I just think this is kind of a sleeper pick. He's at he's at a plus eleven hundred right now, so he's not a, a huge sleeper. But it's Sky Moore out of Western Michigan okay, yeah, for yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. The the you know they kind of have him as a second tier candidate for the award right now, but I think he might prove that he's worthy of greater respect than that. Uh, uh, you're, you're spot on with that because yeah. I made mention earlier. You know, I did a little homework here and all that good yeah. stuff, and how the camp was just so quiet with Kansas City Chiefs, like nothing, nothing happened. Exactly. Uh, his name got brought up on more than one occasion. For and sure, the good things that, that he's doing. The, you, you know, so I I, the, I can buy into that. Yeah, the way that I'm looking at it right now, more uh, Sky Moore is he's bigger than McCole Hardman. He's faster than Juju Smith-Schuster, and he's a more complete route runner than MVS. So I really think he could just kind of morph into that yeah, yeah. all-around best receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs besides Travis Kelsey, obviously. But with the departure of Tyreek Hill, it, hu- it leaves a huge void. It does. Ball's got to go somewhere. And more could be in the mix for you know a lot of pocket targets and touchdowns. So as as long as you're, you know, getting those touchdowns and stacking those up, your your uh, offensive rookie of the year numbers will go along with that. Hard to argue with that. And and these type of bets, we're not saying bet the farm on this. Oh, definitely you, you not. Know, this is this is for fun. This is a ten dollar well, you know, you yeah, exactly. don't, get, don't get too wild with any of that. And if it's your team, if it's your guy, 
Exactly. If you feel good about it and you got that value, and all these picks right now have pretty decent value. So get it in. For get sure. It in. Do we want to move on to well, let's defensive move on. player of the year? Defensive player of the year, DPOY. Alrighty. So there's only a few front runners here. Yeah. Um, where are you going with this? Well, I mean, obviously you cannot have this conversation with talk without talking about AD yep. freaking Aaron Donald. He's I so think far he's ahead I think he's right won now. I think he's won the award two times, maybe three, mm-hmm. probably three, but uh and the Rams look to be probably just as good yeah. as they were last year. They lost uh Von they Miller. Him. They paid him. They paid AD, obviously they had to. Uh but uh Yes, Aaron Donald, you have to talk about him. I think he's definitely in the running for this. A guy a guy that I think they're going to give a lot of props to this year, Andy, that is sitting at pretty good value in my eyes is Miles Garrett at plus 800. Uh-huh. I really think they're, they're going to give this guy a nudge. Just, just, you know, one of those, this guy hasn't won it yet. He's obviously one of the best in the league because they do do that with these awards. They do, they do. And he, like he paid his dues. I just, that, that scares me though because – if he plays Mason Rudolph again and he might get a start, <laughs> he might like hit him, take his helmet off and hit him in the head with that helmet. Yeah. Like you just don't know with Miles you, Garrett. You don't know. I think he's calmed down a little bit since then. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, with the value at plus 800, he, he's sitting right You're there. You're hoping he won't do that again. Yeah. I'm hoping he don't, won't do that again. I, I, actually, I don't care. That makes for good TV. I just hope he doesn't do it week one against my Panthers. Great <laughs> So uh, it, you can see that it, a lot of people are high on him just because he's sitting right there mm-hmm. at plus 800, right across the book from T.J. Watt, the reigning defensive player right. of the year. Yep. Uh, another guy that a lot of people are plus really 800. high on. Yeah, plus 800 yeah. right there, yeah. A lot of a lot of people are high on Micah Parsons, the 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 phenom from the Cowboys. Uh, I'm not so high on that just because I don't think the Cowboys are going to put together a very good season. Uh, I don't think the defense is definitely going to put together a very well, good season. So with that, I mean, yeah, half of that's true. Then if you look over to Pittsburgh, because a lot of people have Pittsburgh having a losing record, but on the you can look at that as yeah. It's all riding on the defense. The it is. The defense is going to have to overperform, uh, and T.J. Watt has got to be in the middle of all of that. For sure. And so that's where if, let's say Pittsburgh, instead of going 7-10, and 10, they go 10-7. and 7. He's a unanimous winner probably. Then. Right. Then, he's, then he is, yeah, he is right in the mixer for that for sure. uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah. I'm going to go clear out here. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna show love you it. and everybody else. I you love know, it. I'm not a hater. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to hate the guy. Yep. Khalil Mack. Okay. Plus 3,000. <laughs> in Chicago, he, he got there, and he's like, all right, Monsters of the Midway, I'm yeah. part of this lineage. And, and they he, were really good for about four or five games there with him. Yeah. That he and was, he had like four or five sacks. Exactly. <laughs> he was the best defensive player in the league. And then he's like, wow, we don't have an offense. <laughs> we can't we're score points. Games. Uh, how much did I get paid? Guaranteed money? <laughs> okay, that's good. That's okay. fine. So yep. then, yeah, Keep it I mean, it was, it was pretty disappointing <laughs> that the takeoff plays, whatever. No doubt. And it was true, but I feel like this is going to be a revival for him. Okay. Out in Las Vegas, he's going to be having fun. The pressure, he's not going to be getting those double and triple teams every single Los play. Angeles, right? What? Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. He oh, plays yeah, for the yeah, Chargers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Sorry. He's not going back to the Raiders. He's going to the Chargers. Yeah, yep. Like, oh my God! You You're got, good. You got Los Angeles. You got Las Vegas. You got <laughs> Oakland. You got all the uh, and another San Diego. Los Angeles. <laughs> yep. Yep. But exactly. So the pressure is going to be taken off him. There's going to be an edge rusher on the other side. That's one of the best in the league for sure. One of the best in the league. Yep. Uh, and he's actually playing for something. He's got something to play for once again. They'll be playing for a Super Bowl. They should. I mean, they're in that mix for sure. No, I. I Both do- on the other side is one of the front runners to win this. Exactly. Thing. No, I really think that. Uh, uh, Khalil Mack's sack numbers could spike, mm-hmm. like you're saying right here, just because they have to. And those uh, are sexy numbers for this. Uh, oh, type for of sure. Award. That's that's what it is. And jo- and like you said, Joey's probably going to get uh, double teamed a lot. I mean, Khalil will as well. But this defensive line is going to be yeah. so much fun to watch yeah. this year. Uh, and I think that we kind of got to give. Uh, both of them a, a real shot at winning this thing. Right. Uh, jo- Joey's coming. They're going to help a, each other out for sure, and he's he's sitting there at a plus twenty five hundred, which I think is very good value. And Khalil's sitting there at a plus thirty two hundred on mine. Uh, yeah, I really like all these picks. If I had to go with one, I think I have to stick with my Miles Garrett pick. But uh, a- another one that we haven't talked about, Andy, is the other Bosa brother, 
Nick Bosa for the San Francisco 49ers. He's, he's actually ahead of Joey in my book. Exactly. He's at plus 13, right? And he's supposed to be he's supposed to be healthy. He's supposed to bring this defense back into the uh, realm. Uh, We're going to have a chance to watch him a little bit maybe next weekend, so we right. might be able to uh, come back two. with that. Uh, but like I said, uh, if I had to pick one today, it's Miles Garrett for the Cleveland Browns. Your, your Nick Bosa argument is a lot like T.J. Watt, yeah. where the offense is terrible, and if they do win, it's going to be on <laughs> – the shoulders of the defense. For sure. I just I have more faith in Mitch Mitchell Trubisky, whatever his name is now. Yeah. Or Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph than I do Trey in Lance. Trey Lance. For sure. Give me a break. I mean, that's so mean. The guys at the San Francisco <clears throat> Chronicle, that the, their newspaper. Yeah. That it's a print thing that you have to read. Exactly. The newspaper. They're 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 straight up throwing him under the bus. Like this guy's terrible. Like he's so inaccurate. And this is practice. Exactly. You're talking practice. We're talking practice. <laughs> We're talking playoffs. <laughs> and he can't playoffs. And he can't hit a receiver doing a five yard out. But, exactly. But anyway, so like that's where I'm. I I would shut that down with uh, the Bosa brother on you know for San Francisco. There. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the award. The big one. Mm-hmm. Regular season MVP. P. Yeah. You got your front runners, your Josh Allen, your Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yep. And of course, Justin Herbert sn- snuck in there as well. He, yep. What are you looking at? Uh, obviously, Josh Allen is the clear front runner in this uh, at plus 500. So I do not, I don't like that just because I don't, if I'm going to do something like this, I want a really good value on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so plus 500, it isn't much of, you know, a good enough value for me to put some actual cash on this. Not on something like that. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, everybody's expecting him to have a huge year. Um, I really like Patrick Mahomes at plus... Uh, 850 on mine. Yeah, uh, that's but, my book has him at 850. But I mean, I I'm just liking that name, Andy. I've I've talked <laughs> I've talked on multiple podcasts how I think the Chiefs will probably have a down year, uh, not you know a huge down year, but a down year in production for the offensive side, and I don't think that's going to span well for Patrick Mahomes. You have to look. You have to look at plus a thousand right here with freaking Tom I Brady. Freaking the goat is sitting there at plus a thousand. He's in a weak division. He's gonna rack up. He's gonna rack up wins against the uh, the Saints, the Panthers, and how many times has he already won this award? <laughs> I think there's Tom Brady fatigue. Out there. I really, <laughs> there might be. I really, there feel might that. be. But okay, if you're gonna play, you're gonna play that one, then I'm sitting there with Aaron Rodgers at plus nine fifty. So they're both sitting yeah. there. <laughs> These yeah. are great values for yeah. some of the best players in the league. I'm not even gonna talk about any other position other than quarterback because one, this. Two, this it just doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. Twelve of the top thirteen. Twelve of the top fourteen. Yeah. quarterbacks in my book. Your, your, best your, odds. Your best. Your best play if it's not a quarterback has to be Derrick Henry yeah. at plus thirty seven hundred. But it <laughs> that's so tough. It's so tough for this a running is how back to win. It is. Uh, yeah. Derrick Henry's at plus three thousand in my book, and Trey Lance, who I just threw under the bus yeah. along with. San Francisco Chronicle writers uh, have him at plus eighteen hundred. Yeah, Mac Jones has better odds than Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry, yeah, it, like and that's Jamar why, Chase at plus three thousand. Yeah, I love that play. Yeah, well, I mean, he can do it. He can do it, but they're not going to give that. They're not going to give the MVP to non quarterback. That's why they created the new award, Offensive Player of the Year, so that they can kind of split this into. MVP doesn't go to anybody other than uh, it's like quarterbacks. Cigarettes with filters. Give me a break. I <laughs> but, don't like that at all. Exactly. But no, you have. If if it's going with me, I have to go with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Patrick Mahomes. All right. Well, then I'm going to go with Joe, Mister Cool Joe Woo! Burrow, plus eleven hundred. Oh, I like that. Absolutely love everything that he did last season. Obviously, even the get season the guns before. Up. Yep. Get guns up. Got yep. the gold chain. Got my shades. <laughs> you know, and and it's it's kind of like his time. I feel like he's riding this high, and he's not ready to get off of it. Definitely not. Okay. And and there is no Joe Burrow fatigue right now. No. So if he has a great year. They play a hell of a game in the playoffs, and they lose by a score. Mm-hmm. Um, but he played balls out. I could see Joe Burrow taking that hardware home pretty easily. Yeah, even if he just doesn't do it quite as good as he did last year, just holds par, you know. And and, and they're a good team. And they're a good team. A front and, runner in the AFC. Yep, they are the front runner. Yeah, I mean, how many times has that happened in the last decade where they're picked to win the division? Yeah, 
the Steelers are picked to be the bottom. Yeah. Leaders, the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Four. Like, so the table is set here for Joe Burr to continue this rise of a superstar. For sure. I'd like to see it happen just just because I like the yeah, guy. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and he was so close to a Super Bowl last year. Yep. He's going to be hungry. I don't see the Super Bowl hangover for this team. I don't know why. Yeah. I get, that's a real thing. It's out there. But I don't see it for Mr. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Uh, I love that play, too. That's very good value for one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Obviously showed it last year. One that I think is just a dark horse sleeper that I gotta, I have oh to boy. bring up. I don't. He's never won the award, so like you said, there's no, there's no, you know, people are getting tired of it. Sure. Matt Stafford is sitting at plus seventeen hundred. He has pr- legitimately probably one of the best offenses in the league. Some of the best. Yeah, targets. He's be able to, uh, yeah. I, I think he's going to stack up. I he's going to stack he up yards. He always has the numbers. He's going to. You can't. And that's argue what I'm that. saying. I think at some point they're probably going to say, "Hey, if he's right in the if he's right in there in the mix with Rodgers and Brady and Mahomes with these with these stats and with the record that the Rams are probably going to turn in this year, I think they have to give him an actual look at MVP this year. So if you guys want to take a little bit of a flyer at plus 1700, a flyer. I like big arm Matt Matt Stafford, mega arm. Uh, I, I I like that play as well. And and you know I was given I like the Cincinnati Bengals because they got a, they drafted a kid out of Nebraska, right? For sure. And they also signed a kid from Peru State. Boom. Yeah. Bobcats. Delonte Hood ran a four three. Uh, got got invited to the Husker Moving. Pro Days. Yes, sir. Uh, doing some good things in camp. He's a defensive back, going to be wow. a cornerback. So I like the Nebraska boys, yeah, Huskers, and Peru State Bobcats. There we go. There for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to come through in a big way. Help my boy. <laughs> Joey B. Joey B. Get Win that MVP. MVP. Yeah, there we go. I love that, man. That's awesome. Uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on. You know, we talk about Nebraska Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're our beer. Yeah, right? for sure. Okay. The official beer of the NFL Resigned again, Bud Light. They've been the official beer of the NFL since 2011. For sure. However, there's a rub there because various stadiums have their own deals. For sure. With local breweries. Like, okay? like I, I don't believe the Vikings. I, 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 people don't drink Bud Light up in Minnesota. What do they drink? At the stadium. It's either they got uh, <laughs> Green Belt is the big one. Spotted that, cow. Yeah. <laughs> Green Belt and Miller Lite are the are the two big ones up there, obviously, that, that people in the stands drink. Uh-huh. So uh, that's what I'm saying is I was just doing a point to you that in the stadiums, yeah. they're not all slugging Bud Lights. No, and the, the big story there is that the Dallas, yeah. uh, they're Miller Lite. All the way. For sure. And, man, when you go to their website, unlike Kansas City's, it was kind of boring. And yeah. There's maybe an article here. Cowboys is Flash Flare, the cheerleaders. Yeah. Miller Lite. Yeah. Uh, preseason highlight reel. Like, what? Okay, fine. But it, <laughs> a lot of colors, a lot of things coming at you. Heck Miller yeah. Lite. Uh, Raiders, their official beer is Coors Light. Of course. Okay. Well, what do you think the Denver Broncos' official beer is? This is my question to you. Ooh, this uh, this is a good trivia question. I I want to say Coors Light, obviously. Well, why wouldn't you? So they just it, say it then. Coors Light. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. It's, it's Bud Light. Oh. Bud Light outbid the hometown. To oh my beer gosh! There. Come on, Coors Light. And they're even having a Bud Light rooftop thing where it's a lounge area yeah. up on the fifth level where you just walk in, big screens everywhere. Uh, you just. Uh, anybody with a ticket can get there. Huh. So kind of neat. It's up on the fifth level, but yeah, on the east and west sides, um, going on the Bud Light rooftop. So I just thought it was kind of funny that you know all these NFL teams have these yeah subpar beers where our beer is always from the Nebraska Brewing Company, yep. world class in, in every, every glass. glass. So I think that'll about do it, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's finish her up. All right, so. Folks, be sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok for weekly free picks, hilarious short videos, and feature-length episodes. For The Parlay Pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thanks, folks, for listening. This is WTL. Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m.
On Thursday's show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.